There's a book that's been taking Perth's, well, a particular Perth beachside suburb by storm. I have to confess it's got a lot of attention in the ABC 720 office as well. It's a bit hard to describe other than that it, it, it is extraordinarily cute. I would not say it is about dogs. I don't think you have to be a dog lover because it's a, it's a fun book. It's a photographic snapshot of, of life on a very iconic WA beach told through the eyes of dogs. And those of you who understand, like... Um, I do the glorious pleasures of hitting the beach, any beach, with your best friend will know what I mean. It is a revelation. And it's a celebration of that, I think. It's called I Cot Dog. And the author, David Hocking, is with me in the studio now. Hello, David. Hi, Gillian. How are you going? Dave? I'm excellent. I love that name, I have to say. It's very proud. Yeah, I thanks. Cot Dog. Um, a friend of mine, Jared Zockling, who wrote the poetry for the book, he, um, he came up with a title, um, I Cot Dog, which I love, but... The only disappointment was a week later, I think Mick Gatto brought out a book called I, Mick Gatto, which was a complete A bit flip. of an unfortunate... Yeah, yeah, but we were first and Zoc thought... Well, I think that's done. the main thing. Well, there was I, Claudius. So oh, I think right, it's actually. just, you know, there's, I think there's a proud history of I books. Yeah, that's right. And Zoc's a, um, a very deep-thinking poet from way back, so perhaps I, Claudius, was affected, affecting him for a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> Could possibly be. Well, look, tell us about the book. You can probably explain it a little better than I. Well, it's not going to change the shape of Western philosophy, I don't think. It's you'd never know. Well, you don't know. Ostensibly, the love you it's... have for your dog can change can change a lot. I just I hate to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Well, some of the relationships between dogs and humans that I discovered after I produced the book are amazing. We'll talk about that in a second. But basically, the book is four years of photographs of dogs and their owners, all in Cottesloe, effectively. Um, Zoc, who's this poet, as I mentioned, he um, he's produced thirty quite bizarre, sometimes bizarre poems to put through it. And um, there's some nice beach, cloud, ocean stuff which you expect on a Perth's um, beach suburb. And it just makes people feel good. I watch people pick it up and they just start smiling. Um, And that's all it is, really. But as I said, there's other things going on as well. The classic cliche of dogs looking like their owners is absolutely true. And um, it's nice to see it in real photographs from people that I know, especially. It's fascinating and funny. So how did you go about it? It was a four-year process, so yep. a long thing. Was it just were you just kind of moved at the time? Did you get the idea after you had this big collection, or did you go out? Yeah, set right. Out to do um, it? No, I lived in Cot next to the um, Grand Street Dog Beach for six years, and I went up to the beach one afternoon and watched a bloke try to wash his dog. It was about twice his size, and the story is mentioned in the intro. Um, and this bloke effectively picked up a fifty-five kilo Labradoodle under the front armpits and held him up under the shower and leant back so his hind paws were literally a centimetre off the ground and walked the dog over in front of the shower. So the shower was pelting full flat stick on front of the, in, in the dog's eyes, basically. And the dog was completely limp and just blissful, held off the ground by his mate. It was just Aww. pure, it was just true love. And um, I didn't have my camera on me that day, obviously, but I thought at that moment there's a book in this, I think. And so at that point I started walking up and down the beach day and night saying, hello, my name's David. Would you like to be in a book of dogs and their owners in Cottesloe? And, um, Do people think you're a massive pervert or were they um, I think um, early on I was quite nervous about asking people to do it and a few girls were a bit nervous about that. I've heard that one before. The older you In fact, one girl said, book. oh, right, so this is the line these days. I said, no, 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 serious. Um, but after a while it became second nature for me and, and eventually because I have a waterproof camera I'd be swimming out like there'd be a guy and his dog swimming out 20 yards or 30 yards out from the shore. So I'd swim out with my camera and say, G'day, mate, how you going? Listen, uh, this is going to sound strange. Can I take a photo of you and your dog for a book? Yeah, sure, Dave, no worries, blah, blah, blah. And so um, it became really easy in the end. And uh, probably 
over the four years, I reckon only seven, six or seven people didn't, wouldn't have their photo taken. Everybody else loved it. I just think it's absolutely gorgeous. And I suppose you get chatting to people while you're doing that and just oh, get look, gorgeous absolutely. stories. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's probably one thing of the book that I regret is the fact that um, for each photo, it's just the names of the dog and the people. But um, I think in ensuing books, and we're doing it, Zoc and I are doing a book from Bondi and St Kilda. I, Bondi Dog? No, it'll be something else and a Central Australia book. And so we're going to have some stories and some anecdotes about the people in the book. But, yeah, like some of the stories were heartbreaking actually and funny and beautiful and some of the dogs knew what a camera was and didn't want their photo taken. And so me and the owner had to set up some sort of intricate ruse to fool the dog to allow its photo to be taken and that happened all the time. So Dogs... Did, I know. I know. I know. We shouldn't anthropomorphize. Well, I don't see actually why we shouldn't anthropomorphize because we, we have just to do. anthropomorphize. Good word, I can't even say it. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Either. Say it again. I, I dare. Just say it really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one notices when I mess it up. But they they have so much character. Well, yeah, and um, as I said, like the similarities between dogs and their owners, the personalities of the people were transferred to the dogs completely, and often. Even some of the egos of the dogs were bigger and more powerful than the owners. And you can see it in, the, in some of the photographs. And, and some of the dogs I know, I work at a, um, a cafe in Cock called Beaches Cafe where a lot of the um, photos were taken. And some of these dogs walk in with their chest out and they just think they run the joint. They and, probably um, do. Absolutely. And the owners are quite submissive on occasion like that. And so some of these relationships are fantastic. And, yeah, dogs are smarter than people think, I reckon. And... Um, yeah, it's been fascinating to watch, actually. It's been great. Have you got a favourite? They're very short poems. But, and have you got a fa- I know. You, I know, actually know what your favourite was because we discussed it. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I, pulled, I pulled microphone rank and said... Well, <laughs> got, it's not X-rated, but, you know, it's some M.A. Of them are M.A., M.A. But have you got another favourite? I've got a, I've got a couple if you, if you can't think of one off the cuff. Actually, I've got, a, I'll, um, I've got one I'll read in a second. Why don't you read one first and I'll read one second. I love this one. This is my favourite because it absolutely reminds me of my little Joe, who's a um, bolshy tenterfield terry, terrier who loves being scratched on his belly. It's called Puppy Leg and it says, When I scratch you on your little pink poker belly and I scratch you on your chicken wing thigh... And when I scratch you on the brisket biscuit, that puppy leg and me go wild. <laughs> I love that. It is exactly <laughs> like a chicken wing. I've always looked at his legs and thought, oh, my goodness, it's like a chicken Maryland. What's the dog's name again? Joe. Joe. Right. Joe. Okay. I know, I look, uh, and I know this is terrible radio, but there is a photograph of my uh, – it's on Facebook. Listeners, I'm having I, a look at the photograph of Gillian's – Tenderfield Terrier. Is that you? Yes. Right. Well, you don't look like you, but the dog looks like, looks like a cartoon character. He's a little white a dog. He looks like a Jack Russell and he's got a black eye. Right. One of his eyes is, is black. So he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a bruiser and, and as all small dogs are, he, he thinks he's bigger than he is. Well, your personality probably helped. I mean, it's probably transferred to the dog a little bit also. And He's neurotic. Well, you're not a shy retiring type Gillian, so I'm sure you're Jack Russell. In fact, no Jack Russells are shy retiring, let's face it. No. Um, shall I read a poem? But I'd love you to. This is one of my favourites. This is entitled War and Peace After Bacon. I'm full of bacon. The dog is full of bacon. She has stopped biting. I have stopped biting. My wife rests in the bedroom while we have moved to the good couch. My hand on her head, her paw on my leg, watching bad television. As happy as a pair of hot eggs, cooling. The end. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. Um, Yeah, and there's some... um, yeah, Zoc's done a great job, I think, of getting inside the dog's head, I reckon. 
I think. Well, I and think. The, yeah, no, I think I've I've read all of the poems, and I, and I completely agree. Did you have a dog when you? Started this project? Um, no. So now you don't have a dog now? No, I don't. I travel too much to have a dog, which is something that I'm going to rectify in a couple of years. What sort of dog do you think you'll get? Well, I think in a past life I always maintained that I was a big, dumb, golden retriever, um, but not one of those. I had a border collie when I was a kid called Shep, and uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for border collies, really. Just on a small white little dog that yaps. My partner has a border collie uh, Labrador cross that is absolutely st- Stunning. He's, right. he's very gorgeous and I would uh, recommend, recommend it. Now, can we talk about, while you're in the control room having a chat to Rosie, she, yep. what, she, she, uh, you had a chat about your other book and she was very keen that we mention this. It's called Why Shouldn't I Call My Son Clint? Have you got a son called Clint? No, I don't. Um, I don't. It, I, it uh, behoves the question in that case. <laughs> I, um, I was actually on in this studio about a year ago talking to Geraldine Mellett about this book. It's now all over Australia. It's, I think it's become... The Secret Weapon for People Who Are About to Become Parents. It's a baby name book, well, a name personality book, really, based on the sound of a person's name. And um, so if you're out there and about to become a parent, folks, I urge you to go and get this book. It might change your life and certainly change the life of your potential child. Is this like an anti-hideous baby name book? Not really. It's. I think it's, well, it's a serious thing. I think the sounds of a person's name actually do influence their personality in life. Rosemary just dug up Gillian to read. Shall we just read Gillian, Gillian? Um, uh, all right. <laughs> Gillian with a G. Yes. Right. It's I not w- Gillian. I went to university with a um, Gillian with a G. Hear me. See how we go. Gillian. We're neurotic. The tall and intelligent psychology student who wears vivid red lipstick and the brightest dresses anyone has ever seen. They're often covered with big embroidered flowers. Anyway, she's raucous fun and a nightmare to argue with. <laughs> Julian. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't blush. What are you talking? <laughs> Come on. I'm talking to author David Hocking, author of I Caught Dog. She says, neatly sidestepping <laughs> the on, subject. Yeah. Read David. Mm. Uh, I can almost read it verbatim, I think. David is probably deep and too sensitive for his own good and... I think there's some other stuff. Do you know? I don't remember what that is. Something about... Forgetful. That's it. Unprepared. Basically. Oh, no, he's capable of anything because V is a powerful letter in terms of names, and I've done some theory about this. Um, and V is right in the middle of two Ds. It's quite a heavy, powerful launch pad, unless he's a bit twisted in the head, in which case it can all be bad. Well, it's a biblical name, isn't it? Now, it doesn't mean rock. That's Peter. I can't remember what uh, biblical no it idea. means. Well, it's a good effort, David. Thanks. I think so, Gillian. Cheers. Thanks for coming in and sharing it with us.